Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Some stories are designed to inspire us. Some to scare the crap out of us. But on rare occasions, a story will come along that does both. Now Paratruth presents The Revealed. Hey, Parafans. Welcome to another episode of Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight, not only is Eric my co-host, but he is also my guest, because we're going to be speaking about The Revealed. So, how's it going this week, Eric? It is going pretty good. Busy, of course. School just started this week, and already we've got a lot of stuff to do. And, of course, we are just about four or so weeks, four or five weeks, outside of uh, starting production on The Revealed. Yeah, and for all of you guys that have been listening from, oh, God, probably since we started, but uh, Eric's been working on this movie, The Revealed, for a long time. Uh, he decided to finally do it as a thesis project for his schoolwork, but he is also entering it into the the film festival circuit. And uh, so we're going to get a little bit into, you know, what's going on right now, what his idea is for the movie, the synopsis, all that great stuff. But first, we have a great announcement. Pear Truth Radio is a part of iHeartRadio now. So we are super excited about that. Uh, we've been working super hard to get where we are now and just to get that confirmation that we are doing as well as we think we are is <laughs> a huge, huge deal for us. Heck yeah. I mean, you know, I was thinking about it earlier and I posted it on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it yet because I haven't looked at Facebook. Yeah, since I actually then. commented on it. Okay. So, I mean, it's been eight years now yep. that you and I have been running through this uh, radio industry. And, of course, it's all online. But for those of you out there who don't know, it's pretty similar to uh, the stuff you hear over the regular airwaves on your cars. Uh, online isn't really isn't different at all other than the fact that you listen to it online. Just a different broadcasting net system. Yeah. Just different system. But uh, for eight years, we, we've been doing this. We started off in paranormal radio, and, you know, there's been so many ups and downs throughout the past eight years. And, and after about six years, we decided to just call it quits. Yep. Uh, when, when we were on separate shows, it, it just all happened. And we're both like, you know what? We, we give up. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't you know how God works, because a year later, Justin comes to me. Uh, in June, I think it was June of 2014. Yeah, because we started, I believe, in July or yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. So June 2014, and wanted to start the show again. And you know, I, I was like, heck yeah! So we started up, and here we are. Yeah, just over a year later. And after eight long years, we have progressed to iHeartRadio, which is huge, huge step uh, for anyone in, especially in the radio entertainment world. Yeah, and it, it's basically we've paid our dues. I mean, 
I don't think that uh, we would have gotten this far if we start if we hadn't started with Night Stalkers and gradually progressed into our own shows and then got back with each other again to do Paratruth Radio. Oh yeah, and uh, you know as you guys have heard on our S files, the the sound quality was horrible on Night Stalkers, just <laughs> horrible. Not even not even words can describe how horrible <laughs> sound quality was just because we were new at it. Uh, I, I believe Blog Talk Radio had been around for a little while, but they were still working out the kinks. They're still working out the kinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've just come a really long way. And, and you know, I think it goes to show, because I know we've talked about this numerous times, not just with our show, but just with, like, uh, my schooling and, of course, the feats that I've always already had done in regards to filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just stick to something and you're really passionate about it, it may take time, but you can always get to where you want to be. You know, you can work. You work hard. And next thing you know, what well, you're 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 up in the big leagues, you know. <laughs> I mean, just say the least. Uh, yeah, I didn't think eight years ago when I started doing film stuff that I'd ever be where I am today. Already working, have already worked on a feature film, starting my own uh, short film that I'm producing and directing within a couple of weeks here, which is going to be a you know film festival thing. Uh, but then on top of that, I'm starting to write a feature film, which is just like. A lot of people don't even do that. And then, of course, you're working on your book, and that's... Slowly but making, surely. It's Slowly it's but surely. It's, um, you know, I'm going to have to get back on you on that. Uh, <laughs> put you at a time limit. Yeah. Get it done. But, you know, it, it takes work, and you see it time and time again. If, you, if you're passionate about what you do and you work hard at it, you can accomplish almost anything. I'm not going to say you can accomplish anything because... You know, it's just not always possible. Sometimes but, you're going to fall short, and if you put your standards too high, you're just going to be disappointed all the time. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if it's if you're passionate about it and you love doing what you do, it doesn't matter because no matter where you're at, you're going to enjoy it. Right, and that's all that really matters in the end. So, absolutely. So uh, let's get into the revealed a little bit here. So. You were on Kay Carswell's show, Deception Detection Radio, talking about The Revealed, and you did a really good job of describing everything. So why don't we start out with the synopsis? What is The Revealed? Yeah. A young woman named Abigail Franklin must rethink everything she'd ever believed when a group of unidentified beings begin to visit her in the middle of the night. Now, The Revealed is a uh, story that has been on my heart for several years and is about a, a young New York Times bestselling author. And as I mentioned, her name's Abby. And ever since she was a little girl, she wondered whether human beings were alone in the universe. And as any child, her imagination ran wild. Now, growing up, she would often have dreams of an unknown entity visiting her, even though there was no proof of such claims. This question and the events led her to start writing books on extraterrestrial life as she grew up. But it wasn't until she was in her mid-twenties and deep into her career that she re-witnessed the horrific events of her childhood. Now, unsure of what precautions to take, she turns to her old friend, Sammy Toll, who tells her that what he believes she's witnessing is something much more sinister than a couple of dreams. He actually believes that she has had an encounter with an evil race of spiritual beings from another dimension. How did you come up with names? Were they just like you thought of it and you're like, yep, that's absolutely it? Did you have to ask people about different names? How did you come up with the names for your characters? Uh, Well, (laughs) the one answer you're going to laugh about, the other answer... Is this a little interesting? <laughs> Abigail Franklin. Uh, I don't know why, but <clears throat> I just always liked that name, like Abigail. It just sounds interesting. To oh, me. okay. And uh, of course, there are people that I met in the past whose name has been Abby. And if, when you have people in your life, they may not necessarily be a huge part of your life, but in a way, they influence it. And it may not necessarily be like, oh, they they influenced you to go out and you know be a superstar or something right. like that have, or to go out have and some, chase your big gene. impact on your life. Right? right. But they influence you in the way that you remember them and you remember those names. And so a, a lot of characters that I come up with are either names of people that I know and of course not fully. It's like the first name of someone that I know. 
and then the last name is someone else, you know, um, or a fake last name. And in this case, Abigail just came from a name that I've heard in the past. And Franklin, believe it or not, came from Benjamin Franklin. Uh, somehow I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Abigail Franklin. That, that's how I came up with that name. And Sammy Toll, that, that's a little different. The last name Toll was just something I came up with. I just, I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It just was like, Toll sounds good. Sammy, on the other hand, comes from, of course, our favorite television show, or at least my favorite, oh. Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, so Sam Winchester. I was like, okay, I need, I need this guy's name. I don't know what it is. Sam. Okay, Sam. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> so it was Sammy, and of course, throughout the story, you'll you'll hear Abby say Sammy, but you also hear her say Sam because when I named him Sammy Toll, that was more of uh, like his child's name, a name childhood for a name. child, you know, childhood name, and of course. Even though he has the backstory, I have a backstory for both characters, but I actually got rid of uh, their childhood in the story itself because I would have had to bring in uh, child actors. Right. And when you're working with actors under the age of 18, there's all kinds of loops you got to go through, and you know you got to get all these papers correct, and they can only work a certain amount of hours per right. day. So I ended up scrapping that idea. And so, yeah, in the film, you mostly just hear him as Sam, but. Well, and if it was a, a feature-length film and you had massive amounts of backers to give you the budget that you needed, I'm sure it would have came to that point where you had the child actors. But, I, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of red tape when it comes to kids. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there is. And so when it comes down to just coming up with the with the names, it's just... You know, like I, like I just said, you just kind of come up with things from people you've met. And there's actually one name that I have in my phone from back in 2012, believe it or not. <laughs> I was out in Los Angeles, and me and Aaron are driving down the road in North Hollywood. And I, I don't remember where the heck it came from. I don't know if I saw it on a sign or something else. But uh, I heard this this name or this word called Consinkos. And I was like, that sounds like a great last name. Consinkos. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up spelling it out like in my own way to better remember oh, it. Yeah. I think it's like C O N S I N K O S Consinkos. So yeah, that's that's a name that I have, you know, that I'll probably be using sometime in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> but <clears throat> Well, that's why I asked because a lot of times people will use names that are familiar to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I honestly don't know where I came up with the names for my characters. Like, the one, the main beast in my character is called Achilles. And Achilles is a Greek hero from Greek mythology who I have a, uh, lack for a better word, fondness for. He was one of my favorites. Ooh. <laughs> hence why i said for lack of a better word because i knew where this was going to go if i said it (laughs) so yeah it's kind of interesting to see where people get their names from and uh so uh one thing that i do have to comment on that was on Kay's show is I do not agree that Leonardo DiCaprio is the best actor out there right now or one of. Yes, he is a good actor. I will not deny that because you guys were talking about Shutter Island, which I only got about halfway through, but I wanted to finish it and it was probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. But he does a do uh, a very good job in that movie. One of the other movies that Oh, God, I don't even remember what it was called. I can't remember what it was called, but it was with Jack Nicholson. And they're like an Irish gang type of thing, and I can't remember the name of it. for the life. Oh, uh, The Departed. Yeah. The, yep. He did an amazing job in that. Yeah, I, I one of my favorite films. Movie. Yeah. So uh, definitely a good actor. I wouldn't say he's the greatest actor, but he is... <laughs> He is in the top. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I, actually, I don't remember, but sometime, several, if not many years ago, we were talking about it, and you had mentioned just how much you hate <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. You're like, you, I don't understand why everyone so you know likes this dude so much. He's not it was a good probably actor. Probably on Night Soccer's that we were talking Probably, about. and I was, I was just like, oh. 
What? <laughs> All right, folks. I think we're going to take our first break here. You're listening to Paratruth Radio, talking about The Revealed with Eric. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that the Guinness World Records stopped awarding the fattest cats or any other animals? According to Factslides.com, Guinness World Records stopped awarding fat animals because they wanted to discourage people from overfeeding their pets. Infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators as well as some of the voice and screen actors that helped shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And we are talking about Eric's new movie that's going to be coming out here, I I believe it's 2016, correct? Yep. Called The Revealed. And we were just talking about actors and how my perception of Leonardo DiCaprio has changed slightly. (laughs) Uh, But uh, so getting started with doing the casting call and all that good stuff and getting the actors in there. When do you guys actually start shooting? Uh, we actually start shooting, well, technically it'll be September 23rd. Okay. Um, and then we'll probably end up stop shooting around September 30th then. Okay. Uh, so you've got Aaron already confirmed and right. you've got a couple of spots to fill so how confident are you for the interaction between the actors do you think everybody will do a great job do you think it's just going to be kind of hit and miss for some of them no I, you know I'm pretty confident that God has brought the film this far and he's going to bring the right actors in uh, you know I've had it in my mind to bring Aaron in originally and so that was that was a go regardless as long as she was able to make it from LA. Right. And then uh the the rest of the actors, you know, I, I know of one person in particular who's really interested. They I actually gave them the script, which is something that normally I wouldn't do and most filmmakers wouldn't give them a whole script. I <laughs> It, it, he's a he's a roommate of a buddy of mine, oh. and uh, I trust my buddy. So yeah. you know, um, but yeah, so he's running through some some of the lines for the casting call this weekend. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking with him. He's kind of got a one up on everybody else right now for the main character, Sam Toll, oh. only because. Yeah, only because he personally contacted me ahead of time and asked me what I'm looking for in an actor and in this particular character. So we were able to discuss that a little bit, and he's already ahead of the game. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got to bring to the table. And then, of course, we're going to see a couple of other people as well. Uh, Hopefully we get a lot of people showing up this Saturday. Uh, The casting call is only an hour and a half. If it if we end up getting a lot of people, we may extend it. Right. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we'll have to wait to see what happens. So my the two main characters, hopefully, they'll be set and ready to go. There is one person, maybe two, that are interested in a pastor role that I have in the film. It's just a small four-line dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple people who are willing to travel up from out of state to come in and do that. Oh, but, well. We're going we're to see. We're going to see what happens and uh, go from there. All right. Well, the one question I do have to ask, because Kay had asked you it, and it's probably one that I would have asked regardless if I would have heard it or not, but what was your, your inspiration for the movie? I know it's been on your heart for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, growing up with 
my family. We are, we are <laughs> <laughs> just, you don't have to explain anymore. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, growing up with, you know, my sisters and then my parents were always watching the X-Files. We, we would sit down as a family, uh, every week and watch the X-Files. And that had me interested right away in aliens and just what type of life is out beyond our planet. Mm-hmm. And so I was studying that kind of stuff back then, uh, as a little kid. And as time went on, you know, there, there were a few points where I kind of drifted away and didn't care so much. But once we got into the paranormal aspect of everything, got into the paranormal community with the radio, yeah. obviously you and I have had numerous people on about aliens. Yep. Uh, Jesse Marcel Jr. being one of them, which yep. is a huge, huge guest to have on. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when I was doing Forgotten Truth Radio, I had on a guy named David Rufino, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called On Holy Communion. And now with his book, he, as you know, and maybe some of the listeners know if they've heard that episode from Paratruth Radio, he wrote this book based on numerous cases that he had worked on mm-hmm. in which people believed or claimed to either have been abducted by aliens or were presently being abducted by aliens on a nightly or weekly basis. And he spent a lot of time just talking with them and getting to understand them and, you know, just going going through the whole uh, psychiatric evaluation of these people. And eventually, he would start sharing the gospel of Christ with them. And numerous, numerous times, there were just times in which people would turn to Christ you know, and accept him as Lord and Savior. And when they call on him, all of these abductions or so-called abductions would completely cease because they called on the power of God. And it started bringing up something interesting to me. You know, I started questioning, like, what is it that doesn't live on earth, tends to afflict people or oppress them in the middle of the night, and yet has to obey the power of God. You know? Right. Because let's face it, if some if a human is walking around, you know, afflicting people and you say, in the name of Jesus Christ I command you to stop, are they going to stop? No. Eh, probably not. <laughs> Depends so this, on the person, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So uh you know, I guess I just started wondering, like, what what could this be? And of course, there were a number of di- number of different possibilities, but and so I, after all the research, I found some very interesting similarities between these alien beings uh, or creatures and these spiritual entities. I think people are going to be really interested in seeing this film, whether uh, they're science fiction fans or horror fans, or if they're Christians and then they're interested in seeing what the outcome is. So, well, coming from a little bit different view than you. I actually, when I talked to David Rufino, it kind of made sense. Like, why would these creatures, first off, why would extraterrestrials come here and abduct us and, and do experiments on us when they can just look from afar if they have the technology that we believe they do? Well, exactly. And secondly, why would they run at the name of Jesus Christ if they, A, didn't know who Jesus Christ was because they are something else completely, or B, they they have never been to our planet and just all of a sudden started abducting us. So mm-hmm. I, I, after talking to David Rufino, I'm like, you know what? The abductions part of it makes sense to me how it could be something completely different than extraterrestrials, but I still believe that there are aliens out there just because it would be very close-minded to think that we were the only planet to have life here. And as you said, limiting God's power to create something other than just the human race limits his power. So, so doing this movie, do you feel getting this message out there will impact somebody? And if it does, how do you want the, how do you want it to impact them? Do you want that just to be a scary movie? Do you want it to compel them to do, come to God? What's your, what's your motive here? Uh, well, ultimately, if it shows them the truth, um, and leads them to Christ, 
obviously that that's that's probably the biggest thing now <clears throat> if it at, if anything if it at least gets people to start questioning uh, what these stories are telling us in regards to alien abductions, uh, and they start questioning, you know, what is the truth? You know, what is real? What is uh, a physical being? What is a spiritual being? You know, and, and what is the difference between the two when, when it comes to an extraterrestrial type of life? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in and of itself would be a great, great thing to find, to, to learn, to, to have, you know, for just one person to be like, hmm, this seems little out there but at the same time it makes a lot of sense right i want to know more you know and then of course start contacting people and asking you know hopefully somewhere outside uh just the paranormal community going to like the church and of course talking to them and just, just getting information wherever they can and i would hope that god would be leading that and yeah eventually lead them to christ but one thing for sure is that this film is not just meant to be a scary movie it's meant to really engage the imagination of the viewer. Uh, the, a lot of the effects, you know, are not. Here's the big thing: a lot of Hollywood movies show you way too much. You know, right. when there's when there's a monster under the bed, they show it within the first twenty minutes. You know, of the film, and then that's it. You know what the creature looks like, and you're looking forward to every time it appears, and so on and so forth. Uh, with this film. You're barely going to see. You're barely going to see anything. I mean, there's really nothing to see until the very end, where you may catch a glimpse of something. Uh, a lot of it is just using the viewer's imagination to create the creatures themselves, whatever that creature might be. Right. Uh, and that's yeah. one thing I agreed with you and Kay when when you did the show with Kay is that Hollywood has gotten so far away from anything but CGI. Like mm-hmm. there, there is no, what the heck's going on? What is this thing that's after them? It, it's led people to, as you guys were saying, maybe desensitize us mm-hmm. a little bit of maybe let's not let them use their imagination. Let's just give them what they want. Right. Sort of a thing. Right. And when we stop using our imagination is when we start becoming drones. Mm-hmm. I feel because if you can't imagine the picture in your mind, how are you supposed to be surprised or not surprised when it comes on on the screen? Right. So, yeah, I think Hollywood's gotten away from that. I mean, they still have their jump scares, sort of, but I think it's a little bit better when you don't know what it is that you're looking for. Right. So, we've talked a lot about the motivation, what what you're... hoping to accomplish as far as the movie portraying somebody going into the festival circuit mm-hmm. what where are you thinking you're going to go from there do you think that maybe at some point the revealed will become a full length film or are you going to keep that a short film and just work on other full length films you know, I've talked to some of my professors about that at school, uh, and, and I've thought about it off and on a lot over the past several months, and especially over the, actually particularly the past six months in which I've been writing and rewriting this script uh, mostly. And right now it's up in the air. It very well could be something that if a production company or a producer came to me and asked like hey we want the rights to this film or we'd like to make this film into a feature I'm completely open to it because there is a lot of information that I left out in this story and I think there's a lot of small gaps that could be filled in with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, things that will really help shape the characters as they move uh, through the environment that they're in and interact with one another and interact with other people and we, unfortunately, with a short film, you just can't quite do it the same. Right. I mean, you, you can get a similar effect, but it's just, it's a little harder to do it. And it takes a lot more to, to get it through there. But, uh, I definitely am open to writing it as a feature film if, you know, someone were to come to me about that. Otherwise, I think in regards to the film circuit, it's perfectly great just as it is. It really gets, the message out there it's a story that you know has a beginning middle and end 
there's not much you know people don't need to know that much honestly when it comes to some of these characters right and the the main points are there the main plot points you see how things start getting a little crazy. You, you see how uh, it affects Abby, you know, as time goes on. So it's it's there. There's just a couple of things that could probably be added if, indeed, uh, someone wanted to turn it into a feature. But uh, in regards to just doing the film circuit, yeah, like the, the plan is to, it's going to start with the uh, Liberty Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to be in fall of 2016, September 2016. Oh, okay. So it'll start there, and then we'll work our way. You know, probably jump straight to the Cleveland Film Festival. Uh, I'll show it there if and if I'm accepted there. That's probably the big one. I, the, one of the bigger ones that I really want to, you know, participate in the Cleveland Fil- International Film Festival is uh, definitely one of the larger film festivals out there. Of course, it's not the biggest, right? But it does have its... I was going to say, it's uh, probably a stepping stone for you if you at least right. get accepted, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a huge stepping stone. And, and that's more than enough, you know, just just right. even a small stepping stone. It's something to get you somewhere. Well, one thing I've wanted to ask you for a while, and I it usually kind of just comes out of my mind and I forget about it, is what... What is the purpose of film festivals? Is it just to get the name out there? Is it for producers to see these films and say, hey, we would like to make it a full length? What What is the, the festival circuit for? It's all, all of the above, really. You look at, uh, like, award shows, you know, for, for let's just say the Oscars, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where they're awarding actors and, you know, filmmakers and so on and so forth. It's the same thing for independent short, uh, independent filmmakers who do short films. And that's what the festivals are for. They run this circuit and they award people who've done a really great job in producing it and directing it and writing it <clears throat> in, in particular and just the full artistic, uh, outcome of the film. So, when a movie is on the, on the on the film festival circuit, people are mostly just checking to see like how does this film look artistically? How does it sound? How does it feel? Does the audience like it? Do they not like it? And how does it move us? You know, as the viewers, and the film that really starts moving people, the film that really starts getting critics talking and getting people talking, that's the film that's going to really start piquing the interest. And there's always, yeah, there's always producers at these film festivals. There's always uh, production companies there. And those companies and those producers, they're looking for the next big thing, if you will. You know, they're, they're looking to find the next filmmaker who could change history. Or, and I've said this in the past, who are looking for someone who can just make them money, right? Uh, because film is a business first and foremost, unfortunately. Right. But so yeah, you know that's what the film festivals are for. It's for all of the above. It awards the people who worked hard at it. It awards their artistic skill and their ability and their creativity and what they've done with it. But it also opens the opportunity for people to get hired, you know, as directors, as producers, as writers. Mm-hmm. So. All right, folks, you are listening to Paratruth Radio. We will be right back. But first, Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey, Parafans. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. These headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Ghostly figure photographed at Newark Castle. A visitor to the ruins of a Scottish castle managed to capture the image of a mysterious figure. Paranormal enthusiast Lenny Lowe had been visiting the ruins of Newark Castle with his partner Ruth Sinclair Case when he spotted something unusual in one of his photographs. The unexplained extra can be seen facing away from the camera on the far right of the image. One of the most interesting things about the photo is that the doorway that the figure appears to be entering, which is now fenced off, was once the castle's storeroom with the kitchen being next door. 
It looks like a woman with her sleeves rolled up in a busy-like manner, said Lowe. Being 100 yards from the sea, it's more likely to be a fisherman's wife, one who spent her time gutting the fish. Newark Castle itself dates back to the 13th century and was rebuilt several times. The current ruins are what's left of what was constructed under the ownership of David Leslie in the 17th century and the Sandilands family who owned the estate during the 15th century. These days, the ruined stonework is considered to be one of Scotland's most haunted attractions. Swarms of flying ants descend on the UK. Large numbers of flying ants have been invading parts of the British Isles due to the warmer weather. Ants can be enough of a problem when they are limited to crawling on the ground, but when tens of thousands of them take to the air, they can collectively pose a huge nuisance. Internet users in England and Wales have been hitting social media over the last few days to report large numbers of the airborne pests swarming pavements and crawling into the people's homes. Experts believe that the recent spell of warm and dry weather is to blame for the invasion. Despite the excessive ant population, wildlife authorities have asked people to avoid killing them because they can actually help out local plant life by feasting on garden pests. For those who have had to call in exterminators to remove swarms of the insects from their own homes, however, their benefit to the local ecosystem is unlikely to be much of a consolation. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is... Sometimes you just cut me off when I'm doing this, man. Hey, uh, Night Suckers, you told me... No I know. Stop, ta- stop cutting me off. Stop cutting me off. I know. I know. <laughs> My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And we are having a conversation an interview of me about my film, The Revealed. Absolutely. And uh, I guess, Justin, since, since you, Justin's really the host here, so <laughs> Justin, are we continuing on? So to speak, yes, absolutely, Eric. Oh, well, then what do we have for them, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting close to the end here, so I wanted to actually give you a chance to get the, the revealed Indiegogo campaign out there again, uh, the Facebook, all that great stuff, so they can con- uh, connect with you. And, of course, they can connect with us on our website as well and get all that information. But go ahead yep. and get all that out there. Uh, so for the Indiegogo, you know, I am still trying to raise some money for this film. Uh, I'm trying to raise a grand total of about $2,500 so far. We currently raised about $1,300, but we do need $2,500 in order to make this film as successful as I believe it can be. Uh, the money goes towards hair and makeup, uh, costumes, it goes towards food, props, VFX, so all kinds of different things. Your money, no matter how much you get, whether it's a single dollar, uh, $20, 50 100 200 it's all going to go towards the film. Except for, to be honest, Indiegogo does take 5% of the total amount that we raise because, of course, Indiegogo has to make money of somehow. <laughs> uh, but other than, other than that 5%, which doesn't go towards me, it goes towards the company, uh, Indiegogo, the rest of the money will go directly to the film itself. So your your money will be put completely into the creative aspect of this movie. And you can check out the revealed on Indiegogo. I have a video there. I have a full synopsis of the film, uh, as well as a couple of reasons why uh, 
you could or should give even and help us out. There are a number of perks available to you, such as special thanks on social media. Uh, there's a refrigerator magnet you can get, a signed poster, signed copy of the DVD when it's ready. Uh, you can even get your name in the credits as an executive producer of the film, which is really big, especially since there are huge plans of getting this film on IMDb which can't be done until after it's fully uh, produced and has been uh, placed out on the film circuit uh, or the festival circuit. I'm sorry. So you can find this at igg.me forward slash at at forward slash the revealed movie, or you could just go to indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash the dash revealed uh, again that's indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash the dash revealed uh, you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the revealed movie and of course you can also find us at paratruthradio.com just click on the creative works tab at the top of the page and you'll be sent straight to the Revealed's little page that they have. Uh, and you will find us right there. We had a full synopsis, and of course, there's a little link at the bottom, a little button. You just click on it, and it'll take you straight to the Indiegogo page as well. So those are the three places that you can find us. Feel free to hit us up on Facebook, like us, share us. If you go to the Indiegogo, if you're willing to donate some money, that'd be great. Uh, if you can't, Please share it with your friends. Just pass pass on the news, spread it to all, everybody that you know. Uh, just get our name out there. All right. So, a couple of quick announcements we have since Eric actually just made his big announcement <laughs> for <laughs> the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, we, as we said at the beginning of the show, we are on iHeartRadio now, which is a huge accomplishment for us. We're mm-hmm. super excited about it. So uh, check us out there. And you can listen on their website as well as the apps. And in roughly two weeks, Paratruth Radio will be at Scarefest 2015. (sighs) It's been, as we said last episode, several years since we've been back. Six to be precise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to a lot of the people there. How about you? I I really am, dude. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, I, I bought the tickets back in June. No, May. I bought them back in May, yeah, I think. We both did, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe we're only two weeks away. Yeah. And, and now I have to have a conversation with my professor because he has a class that day. And, well, unfortunately, this class has been changed. Oh. So we're only having class once every other week, which means if you skip a class, you miss out on a lot. You miss quizzes that are taken every week and so on and so forth. So I got to talk to him. Like, yo, no. you know, <laughs> I can't miss out. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to be out there regardless, obviously. Right. But um, Well, it would be a huge waste of money on your part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. I'm not going to miss that. Right. I'll take my chances. I'll get the school done. But... um. <clears throat> this this is kind of a funny story real quick. The other day, uh, Savannah and I were driving back from North Carolina, and she started singing a song. A song that, I, I mean, I've heard off and on, but it, it's just weird like how it, how it worked out. Because eight years ago, when you and I, Justin, went mm-hmm. to the first conference that we'd ever gone to, we used to listen to a little band. It wasn't the nicest of bands, okay, back then. It was a rough band. You probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, but they're called 303. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so, for some reason, I, I don't know. We were, you know, we we're at, at first we were in North Carolina, and she just kind of, a little bit of the tune, don't know where it came from. She doesn't know where it came from. She just started singing it. And then on the way home, driving, this, we started thought, singing it again, just out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa, it's so weird that the last time that I actually sung this song was right before we went to Scarefest. <laughs> and now here we are eight years later, right before going to Scarefest, and the song pops back up again. 
random funny story. <laughs> you can you can add that to the random fact right. of the day. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, maybe it's just God saying, "Hey, you're on the right track," and I, I appreciate you going yeah. to Scarefest, even though you do follow my word. And maybe it's not the best <laughs> place yeah. to be going, but but you are bringing it to Scarefest. So maybe it was just Him saying, "Hey, I, I know what's going on, and I'm I'm proud of you." But then after that, he's saying, don't you dare listen to those songs. Right. Right. No. No. God gets, the, God gets the newspaper out and rolls it up. Starts whacking me on the face. On the nose. Bad. Bad, Eric. No. Sorry. <laughs> they were good at the time. <laughs> uh, I'm scared. Savannah was sleeping this whole time, and I look back, and she's staring at me with a smirk. I'm like, oh, no. She's going to get the newspaper out. <laughs> she's getting the newspaper out. <laughs> so uh, yeah guys we are looking forward to this it's, it's been a long time coming uh is there any guests that you're you're specifically looking forward to or yes josh gates i kind of figured he, yeah definitely for those of you who don't know who josh gates is he uh hosted destination truth for quite a while and now he hosts another tv show i'm not sure what it is though offhand yeah i can't remember <laughs> but uh either yeah but destination truth was one of my favorite shows you know so many years ago and so i'm really looking forward to meeting him you uh well him and uh Actually, the actor who played Captain Spaulding in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Okay. I'm a huge fan of him just because of the movies. And also, the woman that played Pepper in American Horror Story, she's supposed to be there. And both me and Shelly are looking forward to to meeting her because we were a huge fan of that character. Yeah. So, definitely both of those, plus... Josh Gates, just because he's been in in the game probably as long, if not longer, than we have. So, oh yeah, well, and he's just so real when it comes to reality TV. Uh, if you consider some of his stuff reality TV, right? You know, I mean, when it's like we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago, but some of the ghost hunting shows out there, they're just so. You know, it's like, you see, it seems like they find something every single week. You know, like there's just ghosts everywhere, which, yeah. of course, I mean, obviously, demons are everywhere. Actually, but, when we were talking to Talk Supernatural, which, if you guys missed that episode, they did have a lot of sound issues going on where you couldn't hear us and all that stuff. They are working on it. We do appreciate Talk Supernatural having us on and working those bugs out. We are going to be on again in October, if not Eric, at least myself, because I know he's going to be super busy with all of the different movies going on. Yeah, um, I, I plan on being there. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what's going on. But, uh, um, yeah, like you were saying, all of them are, oh, yeah, are as fake as... Yeah, they all just now. seem so fake because they just constantly catch stuff. But when Josh Gates is out there, you know, if he doesn't find something, he says, oh, we didn't find anything. And there's like sometimes three, four episodes in a row where they just don't find anything. But he makes some very interesting TV, you know, just right. the way he just the way he portrays the information, the way he talks and uh, everything that's just presented to us as facts or uh, the, the result of research. It's just really fun and interesting. And that's the type of show where, you know, you can really get hooked. And even though something they're looking for isn't real, like... All right, people don't strike me down, but say Bigfoot for those of you Bigfoot fans. <laughs> um, if Bigfoot isn't real, he's not. He, um, <laughs> like Bill Hall was saying last week, you know, it used to be the, the, the UFO guys are like, stay away from the paranormal people. They're crazy. And the paranormal people are like, okay, stay away from the Bigfoot people. They're nuts. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've finally all come together a little bit and it's kind of a cooperation thing nowadays compared to back then but right. yeah I, I'm still not convinced just as you were not convinced that <laughs> he's out there yeah. so yeah and and uh, I think that's one thing I liked about Josh is he, he kept it real yeah absolutely I agree so alright folks that is I believe all we have for today did you have anything else Nope, nothing else. Okay. So we are going to get out of here. Like I said, a lot of great stuff coming up. Next week, we will be talking about 
human perception of time versus God's perception of time or spirits because there are angels, demons, and in my particular case, I believe human spirits form roaming the earth. In Eric's case, it's just the angels and the demons, or actually probably just the demons. Angels are out there, but they're not roaming the earth. So um, so we're, that's going to be an interesting topic. It's one that's kind of been on my mind lately. So definitely look forward to that. As I said, week after that, we are at Scarefest, so stay tuned for that. We will be doing a live show Friday, September 11th. Of course, you can always listen to the archive, but if you do listen live and you're there, check us out. If you're not there, I do understand, and just listen to the archive or the live <laughs> show. So uh, on that note, that is all we got for you this week. We will be back same time, same channel next week. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachutes Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachutesradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.